jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Three more days of three-a-ning, 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 three more days. This fucking song, man. Three more days of three-a-ning, three-three-three-three. Which is our new goal. $3,333 for the National Black Justice Coalition, Stacey Ponder. We're gonna get there. I know we are. We are at three thousand seventy dollars. That amazing, um, awesome. We have surpassed now our third goal. I just love the number threes. I feel like a nineteen sixties Batman villain. <laughs> and that was raised by seventy two different people. How exciting! Look That's at you. So cool. Packs Thank you. of goddamn. I'm sorry, GD angels. Thank you, seventy two people. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, my gosh. Thank you to the people who have talked about it, retweeted yes. it, yes. et cetera. Yes, I would please, as we said, as that Silver Shamrock tune has imparted to you, there are three days left. We have today, and then we have two more days of features after that. Um, so please continue. If you've donated... And you can donate any dollar amount if you've donated. Please share. Please spread the share the post on Facebook. Share an Insta story. Um, retweet. Uh, we would love that because we would love to get as many donations as we can for the NBJC. This does not go to us. This does not affect us in any way. Except no mental degradation as this week goes on. <laughs> but that's the only benefit for us. We are trapped inside the House on Haunted Hill remake Insanity Machine. <laughs> yeah. The, like, kaleidoscope um, yeah. machine from hell. We're the trapped li- The Lionsgate logo. The yeah. Lionsgate logo. We're, we're stuck in those gears. <laughs> and, yeah. And so th- the only thing that this has brought for us is pain. Um, yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, we are nearing this new goal of $3,333 for the NBJC. And to let you know about them, that is the National Black Justice Coalition, and they are a civil rights org focused on empowering black LGBTQ and same gender loving people. They bridge the gap between movements for racial justice and LGBTQ slash SGL equality. And you can learn more about them at nbjc.org. Yay! I think we'll get to three, 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 three. <laughs> three, 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 <laughs> three, 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 three. I, th- I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Oh, no question we will. I would love to surpass that, though. It's nice to have, oh, yeah. like, I don't know about you, Stacey. I only like my themed numbers. Themed? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I only like charitable donations themed. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I- while it's nice to have a themed number, it's even better to have more and more money to help um, support and fight and 
stand for the well-being of black lives, especially black, queer, and trans lives. Absolutely. So, once We want to see that. Let's keep making the thermometer get bigger and keep filling it up. Because we have, after this episode, we have two more days, y'all. So, the cause will be for naught if we don't get past that number. Right. I mean, we have a terrible movie lined up for tomorrow. I can't wait to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) So, if we have to do that, the, the least you could do is just hit retweet. We would love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, today, if you couldn't tell by our opening theme song there (laughs) we are talking about halloween 3 season of the witch but anthony i have to say in a surprising turn of events uh like a like a lover from a summer past i find i find my thoughts turning to blade trinity Tell me more. Tell me more. I just thought about it. You know, like, uh, I uh, I really liked it. <laughs> I love how <laughs> we ended at, I don't see a recurring um, theme here, but we ended at, it's terrible, I'll never watch it again, but I loved it. Yeah. Now you have evolved to, I genuinely really liked it. Um, I would be <laughs> lying to you. Now, this is a secret. Don't tell anybody. Did I look up online to see if it's available on Blu-ray? <laughs> it's I not, did. is it? It is. Well, it there's, is? A, there's a Blade collection. Oh. You see. Oh. I thought about it. I didn't make any purchases or whatever, but I just looked and I said, okay, I know you're out there. So this now exists in the realm of the Poison Ivy Blu-ray box set. Exactly. Where so, it's teetering on the brink of, of uh once once I collection. Once I sink a little lower and have no shame, like the whatever the equivalent is of like just <laughs> how, how wearing. How far could you be away from that? It's, I'm not very far, right? <laughs> It's the difference between falling off a bed and falling off a futon, right? (laughs) One, you're very close to the floor to begin with, so it's not so bad. But both Uh, of them, you go, oh! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever the equivalent is of, like, like once my psyche decides that it's only going to wear moo-moos, then I can... Call the record store, video store, and say, yes, one Poison Ivy Blu-ray box set and one Blade Trinity, unrated, on Blu-ray, please. And then Moomoo Queen comes in. (laughs) Moomoo Queen. To pick up her Poison Ivy and Blade Blu-ray box set. I am just Homer Simpson on that episode where he wore the Moomoo. Like, once my mind gets there and I have no shame left... I'll go pick them up. That's all I've ever wanted for you. Thank you. <laughs> Is it my best me? Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, I think I'm there with you. I, when I woke up today and I saw our little post with little Parker Posey, that beautiful picture you chose of her. Mm-hmm. And those, the, that, that slack jaw mouth and those fangs. I was just like, you know. Yeah. 
I can't believe she talked me into it. I really think <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. I keep but- flashing between her raver hair and Jessica Beale's earbuds and Ryan Reynolds' pubes. And I'm like, it's three for three. It's three for three. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Chris Christopherson's awesome and Cher. Wesley Snipes has orthopedic shoes. Yeah, Chris Christopherson has a limp. Ryan Reynolds has pubes. (laughs) Wesley Snipes has orthopedic shoes. (laughs) Jessica Biel has arms. Parker Posey has fangs. Jessica Biel has arms. The pull (laughs) quote on the new Screen Factory Blu-ray release of Blade Trinity. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I picked out that picture this morning, when I was making that little graphic, I just, I felt a surge of love again. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, uh here well, we are. You if know? you get the box set, then, along with I Hope Poison Ivy, because Alyssa Milano, let's be real, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I just, I would, I would be excited for you to watch the other ones, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you, you're not gonna love them like you love the third one. No, no, they're missing a few key ingredients. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean the first one, you know, it's got Stephen Dorff and Udo Kier. Um. If there's no blind lesbian Natasha Leo, <laughs> that's you know what. I hope I meet her someday so I can say, can we talk about your iconic role as a lesbian? And she'll say, oh, in But I'm a Cheerleader, and I say, no, no, no. Blade Trinity, my friend. <laughs> Jason one immediately pointed out to me today, as he had his headphones on and was listening to our episode. <laughs> he pointed he he interrupted my my exercises to point out that we <laughs> slighted him and that we did not re we 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 called out people for for uh I called out people for not looking at female for reducing a lesbian relationship to just a female friendship because of stereotypes and how we view women. And how um, we did that in Hellraiser. And how we did that same thing in Hellraiser 3. Well, to my I I here's the here's I will excuse myself, not you. I will excuse myself. <laughs> By by saying that if we just watched that movie, I absolutely would have said, okay, so they were lesing out, right? But I think the fact that you said that there were lesbians, I think I was looking for actual, like... You had a pre-existing expectation. I had a pre-existing expectation. And so even though their relationship was, was what it was, there was no ladies kissing each other. And so I was like, well... No. There was no Melissa Etheridge, Hitachi Magic Wand, Cena. <laughs> Knowing bite. no one was coming to anyone's window. No one was coming at all. Well, except <laughs> JP, except for P- PJ, PJ J- Jarvey, <laughs> and his and his magical column. That's his buff and stuff movie. Yeah, so that was. I mean, otherwise, you know me. I'm like those two women looked at each other. They must have been lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> like, the grief Jessica Beals very uh, uh, infused with pathos. Uh, her grief um, yeah. was very. It, it it was more fuel to the fire of the the symbolic lesbian relationship that that if film she, dared absolutely. to depict. Absolutely, if she had uh, treated Natasha Leone's corpse like she treated Patton Oswalt's corpse. <laughs> Perhaps I wouldn't have felt 
thus <laughs> slightly tripping over it for a yeah moment. being like what's that oh yeah <laughs> oh, she's I sh- dead I, say. I should take out these earbuds sometimes I, my yeah. senses are not the best so i don't know man i mean i guess uh 2020 continues to surprise the three inning continues to surprise we really wait until we get to the end of this episode you guys and oh, we tell you y'all. what's coming tomorrow because oh i woke up singing <laughs> yeah I can't wait i can't believe we're gonna say those words out loud but mm-hmm. we are but to, that's later, and today that's later. That's later. We're talking that's about the past. a different H three, not Hellraiser three. We're talking about Halloween three, season of the witch. Yeah, man. What a weird movie. What I mean, a I know bonk set. We all know how weird this movie is, but then you watch it and you're like, "Holy shit, this movie is weird." This movie is. I'm gonna say it. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Do I have a litany of questions? Absolutely. Of course. I've got some that are just like, we need to hash them out. Otherwise, I'll be up all night thinking about them. <laughs> fixated on them. <laughs> You've got your red connective string. I do. It's I d- so obviously, I mean, elephant in the room. Uh, Michael Myers is not in this film. Shocker. Yeah. People are still shocked about this after fucking 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people are still angry. Yeah, yeah, to the point that Joe Bob's still making a tweet. Oh, well, if you like Halloween 3, that's fine, too. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're purple. (laughs) I don't care if you like Halloween 3, okay? (laughs) I love everybody. If I offended you, send me an email. Send me an email, and now let's all drop this and never talk about it again. And then watching all the all the horror community leaders, quote unquote, go in and say, this is awesome. Quote unquote, oh my god, thank you for asking for an email. This is really showing that you want to make progress. Thank you, Joe Bob, for visibility. <laughs> now please, welcome your next guest, mangled dick expert, Felissa Joe, Joe Bob's Bob. doing right by the trans community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> so clearly, Halloween 3 still has its deterrence. Um, it's still divisive. It's still it's still a hot topic and a hot take to like this film. Um, I love it. I think it's a blast. It's hilarious. It's disgusting and disturbing in many points. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goddamn song. That goddamn song is never going uh, out of my head. I mean, I was gonna see if we could go this episode without singing it, but then I ruined the it. First in literally the first, <laughs> first second of the show. You can't not sing it. <laughs> It's that fucking. Mm-hmm. It's just so. Oh, it's iconic in How its did, way. Oh, it's as iconic as as the face of 
Nancy Loomis, a.k.a. Nancy Keys. Ugh. The second I see her on screen in her one scene, and you know she's a bitch ex-wife because the way she wears her sweater off her shoulders, mm-hmm. and I couldn't love her goddamn more. I know. Is she the best part of the movie? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the, the case with any movie she's in. Yes. So there you go. But I love, like, this movie, I don't know. I don't know why people don't like it. Unless you just have such a hard-on for Michael Myers. Well, that's why, that's, Stacey, that's why people like H4O is because it's Michael Myers having a hard-on as he kills women. Literally. Do you remember? Uh, (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember the actor saying? Think think about Blade Trinity. Think about Blade Trinity. (laughs) Think about Blade Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that piece of trivia. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Well, for our listeners that don't know, what was it? The guy that played Michael Myers, like, literally would give himself a boner when he was killing the women in the film. Um, And they were filming it. So that's cool. But But people get hard for Michael Myers. Yeah. And, you know... We can't all be Stacey Ponder. We can't all only have a boner for Michael Myers' fresh fennel in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> That's true. And his eyebrows. And his eyebrows. I personally love his Teletubbies mask in H2O. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, Michael Myers is iconic. We have fucking nine other movies. <laughs> I know. I mean, I admit that, like, it must have been jarring. In the day, when you have two films that establish a continuity, that establish these characters, you know, if if two were not, a, didn't pick up right at the end of part one, yes. that'd be one thing. But to have two films, and then for the third one, to be like, <laughs> we're gonna do whatever we want, y'all. Yeah, and then they go and they rub it in your face by putting in a commercial on the TV in the film <laughs> You're watching Halloween 3, and then a commercial comes up for the immortal classic, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they play a scene from Halloween and show you Michael Myers, who's not in the movie. Yeah, I think if Halloween 3 were actually Halloween 2, I don't know if it would have been received better, but maybe. Because then at least they could have said, well, the series, we want it to be an anthology. Yeah, well, yeah, because, and then it, you don't have the the backing the the previous history of having come off of a film that immediately starts the and picks up the story the second it left off right except suddenly laurie has a wig now yeah 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 that's what i said that's exactly (laughs) what she said but she didn't say she had a wig (laughs) i hardly noticed it i thought that was her real hair You and and everyone who was coked down on the set of Halloween 2. And I will tell you, that cocaine is what single-handedly powered this vision for Halloween 3. Oh, absolutely. Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. It was lines for days, Mm -hmm. a bump a minute. That's what drove every creative choice in this film. And it's incredible. And that's what I think. (laughs) That's why I am completely unafraid to call them brave filmmakers. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm talking Rose McGowan hashtag brave. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I like, which is a detail that maybe people, well, probably everybody notices it. But the opening credits, 
which I love. I love that blue font yeah. that they have. Yeah, it's, it's very, a nice font. It's, it's very 1982 computer. Yeah, with a slight, like, italics uh, lean to it. Little drop shadow, mm. little glow to it. I love it's that. very satisfying. But... It is a strange electronic version. Like the the opening credits for one and two both feature like the jack-o'-lantern. So yes. does three, but it's an electronic one this time. Yeah. I appreciate that little bit of continuity. Yeah. Or, you know, they'll shake it up and they'll tell instead of, you know, they don't say October 31st, Halloween. They say Sunday the 31st, mm-hmm. Halloween. So yeah. it, it plays with the little thing. The soundtrack is just enough like it, but so but different and moody and atmospheric in a totally different way. I love this soundtrack. Man, that John Carpenter and Alan Howarth score is so good. It's so good. The only way I think John Carpenter gets better is with Alan Howarth. I love, mm-hmm. I love this, this theme. And, oh my God. I consider myself one of the luckiest people in the universe because I was I found a sealed vinyl of oh, the score for this. Yeah, I I, I I slit open the plastic. Like just on the ground? No, I, well, yeah, yeah, I found it <laughs> in Caesar's Palace just on the ground <laughs> in the buffet, um, which is closed now due to COVID. But uh, no, I, I picked one up in a vinyl store for like 15 bucks. Oh my god! Like the seller clearly did not know what they had because that shit goes for two hundred dollars. Wow! You're gonna have to show me exactly where you keep it the next time. <laughs> where I, I keep it on my shelf? <laughs> yeah, man, it is beautiful, and I love this score is so good. It, it's it's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's so fun. It's it it is a little strangely paced like it's a little lethargic at times and it feels a little like there's some extraneous stuff that would if it weren't there it would be a little tighter yeah yeah there's kind of like three different endings yeah it's it's like lord of the rings where they just stack an or upwards where they stack an ending on an ending on an ending uh i do say why do we need this sex scene okay why do we like and it's such a it's a short sex scene but it's like it goes to the it's always kind of uncomfortable in a especially a straight sex scene but where like the man is sucking on the woman's breast it just feels too intimate to me for whatever movie i'm watching it's It's one thing if it's like Nine and a half weeks, or well, you know, something like that. But something when it's sleazy, just, something, yeah. something, uh, late night, yeah, TNT, a Skinamax, <laughs> Skinamax. Yeah, TNT. You're is... not going to see sucking on the nips. No, but this is just Halloween three, and then the next thing you know, Tom Atkins has Stacey Nelkin's breast in his mouth, and you say, "Oh my gosh!" And then it cuts, and you're like, "Why did we need that at all?" Set to Muzak, like their their yeah. love scene is set to the most bizarre Muzak that's just playing on the radio. Yeah, it's so okay. So what happened? So Tom Atkins is a doctor. Uh, Nancy Keys slash Alan Loomis is. I'm sorry, she is the bitch ex-wife. Uh, and, and then, um, he works at the hospital cause he's a doctor and this dude shows up and he's like, oh, this mask. And then, 
uh, and then a guy comes in and explodes his face, and he shoves his fingers in, and he breaks his nose, and he twit. and I screamed. I was fucking screaming in the house so loud, because I forgot how disgusting it was. It is. It's so gnarly. Um, later, his daughter, Ellie Grimbridge, who wins Best Name of the Year, <laughs> slash, why is she not an investigative journalist? <laughs> um, investigative reporter Ellie Grimbridge shows up, <laughs> and Tom Atkins and her go off on some investigative reporting journey. Literally, the first scene with them in this hotel room, Ellie says, um, he's like, or Tom Atkins is like, should I get a different room? Where should I sleep? And she's like, I don't know. Where do you want to sleep? And immediately they're going to do it. Yeah, she's like, her dad's been dead for two days. She's here to investigate, like, what happened. And these crazy people are just, like, sleeping together right away. I found myself asking myself, if I was in a state of grieving, and clearly not in my right mind, in a state of distress like this, you know, my father's just been murdered by a cyborg man, (laughs) would I fuck Tom Atkins? Maybe people. That's always a trope in movies, right? Where people have grieve sex. Yeah, yeah, and then and then they always fuck Tom Atkins, and then the next mm-hmm. day they're like, "What did I do? Oh well, I guess I should go back to the cyborg factory with him." Hmm. I don't know. Tom Atkins is charismatic, but like, I've I've never I've always been offended by Jamie Lee hooking up with him in the fog. He gets all the ladies in these movies. And he's a bit up there. And he's not like a spring chicken. I mean, you can be you can be up there in age and be hot. Right. He's not necessarily like I don't think he's up to par with some of these vixens that he gets situated with. Yeah, it is like I I worship Tom Atkins, but it's like his characters are also usually right on the cusp of like just being a total jerk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's always interesting that he's cast as, like, any woman is just ready to go. Yeah. She's like, here's my breast, put it in your mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Tom Atkins, maybe he's an adult baby. And he just has a, a little, um, uh... Um, moving on. So they go to... <laughs> It does make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's too much. Oh, wow. Stacey, just like that, we just jumped to 3,120. The adult baby (laughs) demographic is very happy with this development. (laughs) That green thermometer just went up. I don't like it. Just like baby's binky. (laughs) So they go to Santa Mira. To investigate the Silver Shamrock Novelties Corporation. Now, Santa Mira, as any savvy horror movie fan knows, is also the town in which the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers is set. Oh, is it? It is. See, I am just now, I told you this the other day off air, I am just now working my way through the Invasion of the Body Snatchers films. And by Mm -hmm. that, I mean I saw the Meg Tilly one and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So now I have to see the others. When you watch the original, you can say, hey, to whoever you're with. You can say, hey, did you know? And you'll just, let me tell you. Yeah, Jason will say, yeah. (laughs) Jason will be like, yeah, I have IMDb right on my phone. Yeah, I'm doing pop-up video of the movie as we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they go, and it's, you know what I'm going to say about Santa Mira, right? Uh... They get there, 
And it's like a town with a secret. It's... Everybody's weird. Everybody's Irish. And here is <laughs> the question that I just have to put out there. Everybody's weird, parentheses, Irish. Part <laughs> <laughs> of the Blarney Stone. Yeah. Okay. So this is my biggest issue that I have to put out there. Now, yeah. they get to Santa Mir. Everybody's talking like an Irish. Oh, and it's like, smarmy, smarmy. It's like, oh, the gas station is Rafferty's and it's Silver Shamrock and the Shamrock this. The bar in town is called the Dublin Inn. However, Dublin has an apostrophe at the end. Doubling? Which into which implies that it's doubling in. That implies Blanche Dubois saying Dublin. <laughs> exactly. You say this is my new fresh fennel. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Why is that apostrophe there? Is this another pitch that literary agents are gonna be <laughs> yeah. entreated to? Honestly, chapter one, fresh fennel. Chapter two, the doubling in. <laughs> the doubling effect. Like, Dublin is a place, a place in Ireland. It's, we're fine with it being called the Dublin Inn. Maybe that, maybe it was Dublin's, like, like Dublin's Inn, like in the parenthesis, in the S fell off. And it was apostrophe to imply ownership. Like a motel hell situation, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the end of the movie, one of the cyborgs goes, the S fell off. Mm. And that's, and then J Deborah Hill is like, <laughs> does another line. <laughs> I see. That it makes no sense. Like I were... didn't even notice that. Yeah, it didn't look like there was space for an S, but that will, I'll pretend there was, and that'll make me feel a little more at ease. Well, anything to help during this time of um thank you rampant chaos and civil war <laughs> and death i was yeah. i was too honestly stacy i didn't even notice that because i was too busy being distracted by one um betty coming out of the rv <laughs> in her purple like exercise suit okay betty's outfits betty's incredible then the next time she comes out of the RV in that, then the next time we see her, she's dressed like a Victorian ghost. <laughs> yeah, complete with like baby Jane hair bobbles. Baby Jane hair bobbles and the collar with the lace and the puffs on her arm. She's one step away, one meme away from saying, Oi, mister! <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, yeah. So it's a town with a secret. The town has a 6 p.m. curfew, which is like who would live there yeah but these people all seem to really love it they love mr cochran who loves the who runs the silver shamrock novelty company who's made a great living off of uh inventing practical jokes yeah yeah can you believe it all from the man that created the fake poo <laughs> that you put on somebody's waffle yeah. yeah but something's up all these masks have the the masks that uh, Ellie's dad went to get had the Silver Shamrock logo. Here they are. They're going to find out what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this, I enjoyed that Santa Mira was, it was a very, um, it was like Stepford meets uh, Summer Isle meets like the town from House of Wax remake. Yeah. And there's the, the surveillance. Yeah. The, meets the fog. 
there's those surveillance cameras everywhere and there's mm-hmm. the curfew and Jamie Lee Curtis is the voice of the loudspeaker as well as the phone operator. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene with Tom Atkins running around at night and it just feels like the fog. Yeah. 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 Like it's just, it's right in line with those early eighties John Carpenter movies. Yeah. That, which that... It just, I just don't know why people don't like this movie. It's just, it's weird. Late night, small town, California dreaming, going wrong, baby. (laughs) It's weird, but it's so, it's a, it's just, it literally is just the Michael Myers effect. Because this movie, like we, I mean, like, the the kills in this are disgusting. Oh, they're so gross. Like, they really, I mean, Halloween 1 really isn't that violent. Halloween no. 2 has, I mean, this is when Deborah Hill and John Carpenter began to prototype the the person and the car exploding at the same time, which they then also <laughs> used in Halloween 3. <laughs> but, like, you could see their themes developing. People exploding in cars, druids. <laughs> uh, people pronouncing Samhain in a, a multitude of ways. But, like... It, 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 it's just a lot more... Creep? I don't know. It's creepier in many ways. Yeah. And those those well, kills are just like they'd stick with you. They're really nasty. Um, I mean, people say this movie doesn't make any sense. I don't see that. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, they bring over a piece of Stonehenge. They chip off pieces of Stonehenge. Put them in a computer chip on a mask. Play a commercial that flashes at you. And then the Stonehenge piece on the mask makes bugs come out of your face. Because it's... A... What's what's not to understand? It's a per- it perfect... It makes perfect scientific sense. It's like Intel inside, it's ex- except it's Stonehenge inside. It's a druid computer chip. And Stacey... I do have a, a, a piece of Stonehenge to pick with you. It's not it's not a piece of Stonehenge. They stole a fucking giant ass rock, like a whole hinge from Stonehenge somehow. This is true. Somehow has been taken. Because the film opens with what a scene on the TV of someone being like, oh, part of Stonehenge was stolen today. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut to to Connell Con what's his name? Connell Connell Cochran, which I love when Tom Atkins calls um Teddy, who's a fucking queen sitting there at her station in the hospital that she never leaves, where she has her books and her stethoscope (laughs) and her phone, and that's all she needs to do her job. Her gastrointestinal poster. She just has giant petri dishes full of shit. And she just looks at the petri dishes. That's all she does. She also never gets off her rolly chair. Yeah, she never gets up. She never uses an instrument of any kind. She just has petri dishes full of debris from an exploded car, <laughs> and she sits at her desk and looks at. Them. What is her job? She's like the hospital's version of Oracle. Like, what is her yeah. job? I don't understand, <laughs> yeah. but I, I love her. Um, yeah. So he called Tom Atkins. Calls Teddy, and he's like. He's like, write this, the, the guy's name is Connell Cochran. And she immediately knows, like, the um, the Gaelic spelling and just writes it out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And I said, wow, she is really good at her job. Um, she is. But the, when they go and they get the tour with, with Betty and with Betty's husband or kid, and they go and Connell... Um, whatever or no then after that he shows it's for it's later when he's then kidnapped them and then he show for some reason he offers tom atkins the wonka tour of his evil plan 
which he never would have had to do. (laughs) And if he wanted his scheme to succeed, probably shouldn't have done. Um, I mean, his scheme, well, you know, we know what happens to that scheme. It does succeed in a way. But he says, like, he even says, like, you wouldn't believe how we got it here. (laughs) Like, Yeah, that explains it. And that's all we need to know. That's how, that's, he flew... What, he landed his helicopter and just put a lasso around Stonehenge and just flew it over to California? Duh. Oh, you're right. Thank you. It does make <laughs> And now, sense. when it's activated by a flashing pumpkin on your television, <laughs> it makes snakes and bugs come out of your face. Yeah, your face melts, and then locusts and rattlesnakes come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who could who who would dare not to like this movie and it's cool it's cool it's got there's a special appearance by grammy did you see her? i lost my <laughs> mind i lost my fucking mind and that's why i was even more excited that's i, I love that this is like house of wax town which is where yeah. grammy was birthed was us watching that <laughs> And then what do we know in Halloween 3 and in, in real life House of Wax Town? Because this is a documentary. This is real life. There's the Tom Atkins walks into the room and there she is. She's yeah. just crochet for days. <laughs> I love that he's just like jostling her. Her head falls off and what do you, there's just gears. I know. Like don't, sh- don't shake a baby and don't shake a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, where's the person I'm looking for? And she doesn't say anything. So he goes over. He's like, where's the person I'm looking for? And he shakes her so hard her head falls off. I mean, what the fuck? It has to be said for these cyborgs or cyborg seems like a strong word because they're really just like wind up tin they're gear like people. androids yeah they're more androids kind of for yeah. these for these weird android creatures being able to punch someone's head in or rip their head off like if you breathe on them they fall apart yeah and, and the, then the robot mustard comes out uh the only way grammy could have been better because i i love watching her her uh like nervously knit you know but the only way it could have been better is if if we had seen the scene of her opening the window repeatedly <laughs> and looking yeah. out. And then he sees that, and then that's what draws him into the room to see her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be in the director's cut of my dreams. <laughs> with, now with ten extra seconds. <laughs> of, of the animatronic grandma. Animatronic bit character <laughs> opening yeah. a window. Yep. The so Stacy Ponder edition. cut. <laughs> pretty much grammy oh my god i do i love that this movie has a downer ending oh that ending is great it's a great 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 ending that we never get endings like this no let alone an apocalypse happening to children Mm -hmm. like the scene uh, just the scene and when they do the test with the epilepsy yeah. song and video of the pumpkin and all that with, with Betty's family and Betty and like Betty has now transitioned from her Victorian ghost doll look to her <laughs> um, Chuck E. Cheese party clown mom look. <laughs> yeah. And and the kids wearing the mask and dancing in front of the TV because dumb kid. And then and she's saying, don't get too close to the TV. And then, of course, you know, he gets too close to the TV. So his head explodes and worms come out. And, 
just that that the I, the this kid falling over and dying and his head just shriveling and all these insects I know. coming out. It's so cool. And then, then it's gonna happen on a massive level at the end. And it's gonna yeah. happen to Tom Atkins' kids. It's gonna happen to poor Joshua Miller. Yeah. Yeah. And why? I mean, they wanna bring about they wanna, you know, bring about a new druid society, right? Like bring witchcraft. <laughs> why back. Is so why did they get so coked out and just settle on druids? Why was that the thing they I loved? know well, it was the late seventies, early eighties. Oh what so. everyone was doing it? Everyone was doing it. Was it Studio anyway. 54 was full of druids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also I like that Cochrane is like, well, it's, you know, I just don't like kids. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, he was a witch slash druid or whatever. Like they talk about his, you know, with, with his witchcraft and I, he was sacrificed to control the world or whatever. But like, <laughs> I love that he's a, a gag gift <laughs> witch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he had to work for like forty years in the gag gift industry, like building up to this uh, master plan. Like, did he make haunted fake poo? Did he do the plastic right, ice cube maybe. with a fly in it? Like, was there a druid computer chip version of plastic ice cube fly? Like, right, <laughs> plastic barf. Like, plastic maybe it was barf. really small scale, you know? Yeah, a fly comes out of it, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. You you slip on the banana the banana peel extra hard. I'm yeah. so confused yeah. by that, but I love his his enterprising spirit. Absolutely. Tom Atkins thinks quickly, throws a box full of the silver shamrock chips, the TVs in the room. He switches them over to the commercial. Yeah, somehow Lang. he knows how to work a panel to make he it knows do how, anything. He knows how to work their whole computer system. <laughs> Lasers come out everywhere, things start exploding, and you say to yourself, well, you, on the one hand, you saved the day. On the other hand, there goes the Santa Mira town economy. Mm-hmm. You blew up the factory. All those jobs are gone now. You know, they'll reopen soon enough, though, if America yeah, has proved itself <laughs> not resilient <laughs> yeah. yet. That's true. That's true. Santa Mira will see another day. So he escapes. Ellie had been kidnapped and tied to a gurney for a very long time. They escape together. It turns out Ellie has been replaced body snatcher style with a robot version. Still wearing the mauve slouch boots. Oh, I'm putting the two and two. They're so obvious together. It does equal four. Because the body snatchers, because Santa Mira, because androids, because Ellie. Yes. Shut up. (laughs) I'm a late in life bloomer. (laughs) (laughs) She tries to kill Tom Atkins. She comes back like four times to try to kill. Every time you think she's dead. No, she's got another arm. Yeah, or a a robot high heel comes out. A robot (laughs) high heel. Uh, He vanquishes her. He gets to the gas station, calls the television station. Just calls them yeah the worldwide television station the worldwide television station who operates all, all three they <laughs> they own all three channels he convinces them somehow to not show the commercial that silver shamrock has probably paid a significant amount of money mm-hmm. to these people i mean it's not even just a commercial it's programming it's nine o'clock everybody tune in with your masks on, on every channel on all three on of them all three channels uh, two of the channels, they take the commercial off, but the third channel still plays it. Yep. 
and millions of people are going to have bugs coming out of them. <laughs> I love that. It's it's just going to kill the kids. But then everyone else, it's an apocalypse where everyone just has to, all these parents just have to run. Anyone that didn't have a mask on just has to run from bugs. Well, and rattlesnakes. And rattlesnakes, that's true. We're not all Steve Irwin. Right. Yeah. So, hmm. it's an apocalypse, okay? It's a druid apocalypse. It is. It's a calling. It's a sacrifice. Sacrifice for who knows why. But now we're going to be in a new age of witchcraft and druidity. And there won't be a Halloween again. Yeah. They're not taking any orders for next year. That's right. The plastic poo days are over <laughs> in Santa Mira. You want to play a novelty gag on someone? You got to make it yourself from now on. He was actually just an environmental conservationist. And he just wanted to restore, he just wanted more insect life and more snakes. And less plastic. Yeah. Maybe this is a, maybe that's his, because, you know, St. Patrick came to Ireland and got rid of all the snakes, which was code for the Druids. So maybe that was his, he was bringing the snakes back. I see. Druid Re- Restoring the balance. Yeah. But with more, with less, um, just more uh, snakes. <laughs> yes. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love Marge. <laughs> Love Marge. Marge is a queen. Yeah. <laughs> Gets her face blasted off. Oh, poor Marge. It's what so a sad. horrible way to go. I love her because I love her. She's like, oh, this dump town. They won't take my <laughs> yeah. order. Are you here to get that? Were you here to pick up an order? Good luck. Come visit my shop in San Francisco. My face is melting. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love her. Yeah. It's, I mean... What a disgusting death. She gets, she, her, the silver shamrock logo falls off of the mask that she Because it's just hot glued to a mask. It's just hot glued on. They she, took their druid computer chip and just hot glued it. Yeah. So she's picking at it, trying to see what this little computer chip is. Pew! Laser in the face. It's so gross. And then she's still alive and the bugs start coming out. <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. And she has like, her mouth is split into like two or something. Yeah, yeah. Like her like, there's like ripped open under her nose, but then there's her lip, but then there's another. And it's just like, oh, poor Marge. Yeah, really Poor bad. Marge. And I loved her. I love Marge. I love Betty. I love <laughs> Teddy. I, I love Nancy Loomis as Linda. Um, Ellie was really the only woman I wasn't obsessed with. And she was great, but... You know, she just doesn't have much to work with, really. Yeah, and I she didn't get a lot to do, and I was just too busy being distraught by the sheer discomfort of her relationship with Tom Atkins. I know, I know. She shows up and she's like, "Where's my dad? Oh, let's have sex." And then she gets kidnapped. Basically, she's just kind of useless. It's it's yeah. his it's his story, not hers. Even though it's like her father, and it's you know this is her journey. But he's the star of the show. He's the star, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Excuse me, dead dad over here." Kinda yeah, like Danadea. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm I'm the reason we're here. Hello. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Poor Ellie. Yeah. Poor Ellie. And then she just gets left to to be a, a a severed arm for for Tom Atkins to do great severed arm fighting acting. <laughs> with. Yeah, he does. Poor, poor you, her. Poor queen. Believe it's a robot arm. You will believe it's a robot arm. <laughs> yeah. Man. What a 
a great movie. It's a great movie. Tommy Lee Wallace did a great job directing this for mm-hmm. for JC and DB. <laughs> DB. D D B H Hill. <laughs> Shut up! It's like day five. <laughs> I'm Chris Kattan. I've been in a fucking zoetrope machine for five days. It's true. They're all help gonna, me. All these people are gonna blend together before. But before today is over, for sure. So then, when Tamala Skittle Tits released the snakes, <laughs> and then, and then Parker Posey was there for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Atkins is sucking on Ryan Reynolds. Oh, pu- my. oh. it's too far. Why did you have to go there? It's too far. See, if it was Tom Atkins and Ryan Reynolds, would I be into it? Yes. What a great movie. It's so fun. Great movie. It really, uh, JC and DH did not direct this film. um, No. But 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 I feel like, you know, in a way I feel like it's more successful too than Halloween 2. I'm going to say it. I love Halloween 2. But I feel like just in terms of, of vibe and the artistry of what's on screen, you got that Dean Cundy cinematography. Yeah, yeah. I just it's just it it it's a real I think it's a really successful production and I would have loved to have seen what an anthology franchise of different I Halloween know. stories like they had intended to do once they decided after just enough bumps and Druid talk. <laughs> what that could have looked like and i think this just goes to prove once again that deborah hill was just always ahead of the game Mm -hmm. because look at what we have now anthology everything yep no when american horror story switched over nobody said hey evan peters we need him to always play a school shooter yeah they just went with thank you for going along with that (laughs) they just they just went with it now yeah. we just say, oh, it's an anthology. Great. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That comes at the the brunt of Deborah Hill doing all the work, y'all. That's right. Because she did it first. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a very imaginative movie. You don't see yes. this kind of craziness. It's Even just in like regular, never mind it being a Halloween movie. Yes. Horror movies these days are rarely this kind of crazy. Yeah. It's somehow it's it's spooky, it's disgusting, it's got great effects, it's awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really well made. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. really fun. And yeah. somehow it balances all those things and if the one thing that really sticks out like an eyesore for me is the sheer discomfort of this agent appropriate relationship. <laughs> right. Um I mean that's a huge thing, but everything else is so in tune despite all of its parts that it just works yeah it's not even the age so much it's the how quickly it happens the characters aren't developed at all and the next thing you know he's sucking on her boob yeah yeah i mean the age is like it's weird but then the fact that and and then he has sex with her and then when she wants to go for more he says how old are you (laughs) yeah after he's already had sex with her yeah but um or i'm sorry sucks the boobs the nips but then yeah it's it's just that she's like where do you want to sleep bill (laughs) or whatever his name is yeah where do you want to sleep daniel yeah and and immediately it's it's marcia brady and and 
her brother all over again. What? In the sequel! They share a room and then they immediately want to hook up. Very Brady sequel. It's an American classic. So that's day whatever. (laughs) Of the three inning. We continue on ever onward towards the end of the journey. Despite our best interests. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whether anybody wants this or not, we continue on ever onward. And boy, do we ever continue because tonight, Stacy, what did we convince ourselves we had to watch that? I'm not going to say it's the reason we ended up doing this. No, but it's definitely the centerpiece. It's the it's, it's the, it's our the, centerfold. Yeah, this is the crepe paper turkey at the Thanksgiving table. Okay, <laughs> like it's definitely going to be a turkey. Um, tonight we watch, and tomorrow all of you will listen to us talk about a little movie called Rings. Rings. <laughs> Rings. You forgot it existed, didn't you? We're going to be the first two people to watch it. Ever. Nobody has ever seen this film. It is, for those of you that don't know what the fuck we're talking about or are thrown by the fact that there isn't a three in the title, like Blade Trinity. Uh, I mean, at least Blade Trinity infers a thirdness, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A, a, A collection of threes, if you will. Rings is the third film in the American Ring franchise. Following yes. The Ring and Ring 2. Yeah, and we were, as we were planning this event, saying, like, which franchise, let's look at the franchises that have a three, which ones have we already talked about, or which ones do we want to watch? We got to Rings, and folks, this is the reason why we decided to do Rings and can't wait for Rings and have been talking to each other about Rings. Every and just, day. Every day anticipating rings. I can't wait for rings. Rings, rings, rings. That is Literally, because... I woke up and said, it's rings day! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because we were we looked it up and we were like, oh yeah, rings. Because no one has seen it. It came out in what, 2017? Yeah. No one has seen it, right? Um, so read a little bit of the Wikipedia plot synopsis. And this is the line. This is the sentence... <laughs> That is the reason why we're doing rings tomorrow. <clears throat> Samara causes the plane to crash. <laughs> this is also according to that synopsis. That's the first scene of the movie. It's the first scene of the movie. Samara causes the plane to crash. And we said, well, I can't wait. We said, oh, they're putting Samara on an airplane? We're watching this. Oh, is she going to come out of the TVs on the seat backs on the airplane? (laughs) Does she, did she walk down the aisle with the drink cart? Does she fly the plane and get get over the intercom and say seven days? And then the plane crashes. The plane, it It takes a week for the plane to crash. It's really slow (laughs) nosedive. Yeah, so that's not going to, she's not going to come out of the tea. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that she's going to come out of the seat backs. She's not going to have to get into her seat and buckle in for safety. Yeah, yeah when there's there's unexpected turbulence and she's got to <laughs> step aside and put on her seatbelt. She's just sitting in that stewardess seat with that evil look on her face, her hair. <laughs> yeah. Glitching. Yeah, yeah. 
So this is the reason why we're doing rings. Uh, it can only disappoint us. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible and we're going to absolutely regret it. But it is... It, it's for a good cause. It is for a great cause. It is for the National Black Justice Coalition. We apologize to them for everything that we've done this week. We hope we can yeah. make it up with some money. Uh, we are at $3,120 raised by 74 people. We're close to that 3,333 goal. We hope that rings will at least help get there. <laughs> Or people are, 73 people are going to ask for refunds. 73 people are going to ask for refunds. Yeah. But, But, uh... I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. It's... I mean, who knows? I love Blade Trinity, so we'll see how this goes. I mean... Can lightning strike twice? This is what 2020 is all about, is it not? It really is. In time of pandemic, you just have to give up all hope i guess and watch rings and return your seat to the upright position oh god wow for a haunted tome made out of skin it's so loosely structured yet informative i know right Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gators of Darkness! (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.